0: You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr.
1: Suzanne. In the many months or years of perimenopausal state, as well as during menopause, you might experience some symptoms such as fatigue, brain fog, maybe even depression. Start craving carbohydrate foods and gaining weight in all the wrong places. Maybe you're going to be feeling anxious and can't just, can't get a good night's sleep, and definitely have a reduced libido. Not fun at all. Now, these are just some of the health complaints I get from my female patients of age. And my next guest guest has made it a mission to ease this pain of change. Dr. Anna Becca is an internationally acclaimed menopause and sexual health expert, global speaker, and pioneering promoter of women's health. She is Emory University trained, triple board certified in gynecology, obstetrics, and integrative medicine, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She's the author of the best-selling book, The Hormone Fix, a diet and holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women, and the newly released Keto Green 16, which is designed to improve energy, hormones, and weight loss. Welcome back to Wellness for Life, Dr. Anna. Oh, Dr.
0: Suzanne, it is great to be here with you. I've just been looking forward to this girlfriend
1: shot time. (laughs) I know. Girlfriend, well, first of all, how did you get that nickname, the Girlfriend Doctor?
0: Oh my gosh, you know, really it's
1: beautiful. Um
0: through a relate, you know, uh, interacting with and conversing with Sherry Salada and Nancy Holla. Sherry Salada, you know her well. She was Oprah's executive producer for 15 years and she's like, you know, Dr. Ina, you are our girlfriend doctor. We can ask and tell you anything. And so that just kind of stuck through their, you know, interviews with me and then Nancy helped me rebrand this year. We just rebranded everything from Dr. Anna Kabeca to the Girlfriend Doctor, and I love it because like you, Suzanne, you have such good relationship and interaction with our patients, and the goal is there's not often that physician-patient relationship that is so open, and you can feel like you can ask and tell anything, so there are many things we never talk about with our doctors that we really need to address because it's affecting our quality of life
1: right you know what's really so, interesting <laughs> that's great i love it too i absolutely and you totally fit it right perfectly you know anna um as i've been aging going into you know because i've been in practice for 31 years now it's interesting on how my patients i have patients that have been with me gosh 25 25- pretty much close to 30 years some of them and I've ha- seen them growth grow with me as I'm getting to of age and I've gone through menopause you know at least 10 years now so are they you know it's so interesting and in how you become like a family member yes you're their doctor but you get so close and you end up being a very deep, um, important part of their journey of life and not feel judged, not feel that, you know, I I I gotta be careful in the words that I use because you keep that yourself open and and lovingly being a doctor.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's all different things that sometimes we've not talked about issues that really do affect us because we're afraid of how it'll be perceived or exactly that what you said judgment right right and and that's really important to let go I say we need to have conversations like with our best girlfriend shamelessly guiltlessly honestly
1: no doubt no doubt and what we a lot of times you know we women talk about is of course our menopausal symptoms and how we can't sleep um uh, you know vaginal dryness all of this goes on and on but what's also really important is to learn more about food and i think that's why your um your book keto green 16 is so important is because you relate how food is so important for your hormones and menopause. Can you explain that?
0: Yes, absolutely. The, not just what we eat, but when we eat, where we eat. I mean, all these things affect us in our hormonal balance. So part of my menopausal journey, you know, my story, I went through menopause, early menopause at at 39, reverse that to have a baby at 41. And then at 48, started into all those symptoms of menopause, the night sweats, mood swings, I mean, mood swings, extraordinaire, and hot flashes. And here I was, a menopause expert, and yet a hormone expert, and yet I was still struggling. And that's why I say it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. It's this nutrition, how we nourish our body and our lifestyle that really makes a difference. So I experienced what so many of my patients experience. They come in and say, Dr. Anna, I've gained 5, 10, 20 pounds and I haven't, I'm not doing anything different. And, you know, in my back of my mind, I was thinking, sure, you're not. Like, likely you're exercising less or eating more, whatever the situation may be, moving less. Well, that happened to me at 48. I gained 20 pounds literally overnight without doing anything different. And I had been at one point well over 240 pounds, lost 80 pounds and kept it off for. Uh, over a decade, and so that weight gain was really shocking, not to mention the, the brain fog and the moodiness. And so that that's where I really dug in, and that's where I pulled out, discovered my Keto Green way. that through nutrition, healthy fats, high-quality protein, lots of alkalinizing, low-carbohydrate vegetables, herbs, and spices, and, of course, our fermented vegetables, kimchi, one of my favorites, thanks to all your good recipes and um that really incorporated this into a way of life with intermittent fasting, with the cessation of snacking, with eating dinner by seven PM. I mean these these lifestyle factors are critical for hormone balance as well as the the key foods that we eat and, and then within Within weeks, all that weight came back off, slept, you know, slept better. Moods were better. In fact, I always say I went from like living on the edge to feeling the peace that surpasses all understanding to feeling at home in my body. And, you know, despite the external craziness of our world that I really um, felt like, okay, you know, I, I, I can handle this, you know, and I still had teenagers, I still was a single mom and sole provider, but yet I um, felt this peace and it was really, it's been really extraordinary. It just put me on this passionate mission to give the resources so everyone else can experience this too. And of course, I'm trying to make it as quick and easy as possible. So my second book, Keto Green 16, is a
1: 16-day plan. Uh, you know let's let's talk about a little bit you know you mentioned that this home in my body that's such an important term here you know statement here because when you are going through the change when you're going through hormone fluctuations up and down, uh, you just don't know uh, who you are often it's like you're not even connected to your body what what you're I'm hearing though you know from the keto green uh, way is that you are implementing specific rhythmic uh, balance, balance and means you don't eat for a certain number of time. Uh, You eat before seven. This is all timing related. Um, One of the things that I think uh, I'm asking you now is that you can do this keto green way or the keto green 16 before you even hit perimenopause. Can't you, if you did that, would it ease your symptoms? Yeah, absolutely, because perimenopausal,
0: many women don't realize the perimenopausal symptoms are starting in our 30s. I mean, the hot, not necessarily hot flashes, but the PMS, that's a sign of hormone imbalance. It's like a red flag, anxiety, irritability, depression. There is a neuroendocrine reason to this. So through much of nutrition lifestyle and empowering our most favorite hormone in the world and powerful hormone in the world and most alkalinizing hormone in the world our love and bonding hormone oxytocin when we empower this hormone we create a trem- tremendous rhythmic balance and through this keto green way like we are controlling we are mastering the really major hormones insulin and cortisol and And that way, we have less inflammation, less cravings, more energy, more willpower, you know, more clarity because we're now in ketosis and an alkaline state. So getting into ketosis creates insulin sensitivity, and that goes a long way to balancing a lot of hormones, the fluctuation of estrogen, testosterone, all of these hormones, and then getting alkaline through increasing foods that support our body's metabolism and balance and hormone balance, alkaline balance, detoxification pathways too, that we regulate the hormone cortisol. And so through both of these things, because there are lifestyle factors that increase alkalinity like meditation, like increasing heart rate variability, gratitude journaling, getting out in nature. Anything we do to increase oxytocin and decrease cortisol increases the alkalinity and the pH balance within our body. And we're not talking blood pH, we're talking urinary pH and looking at this over the long haul because we know through research that acidic urinary pH puts us at higher risk for diseases of inflammation such as diabetes, osteoporosis, cancer, heart disease, and the list goes on.
1: Great. You mentioned earlier a lot of vegans, and I'd like to know with your Keto Green way, can you be a vegan and still find menopausal relief?
0: Yes, absolutely. We're actually running a challenge at Keto Green 16. We have the Omnivore plan, and I added in a Keto Green vegan 16 day plan as well. And this was really important to add in because I know that periodically I give up, I fast from meat and it's always a very cleansing, uh, grounding experience. So again, I want my clients to experience that too. So whether you're vegan or not, you can do the 16 day plan. In fact, this month in my Keto Green 16 challenge group, we're doing the the vegan plan together. Now it's more challenging, vegans tend to eat a lot of carbs and tend to be addicted to a lot of carbs. So again, breaking away from sugar, that's a really big part of of, um, helping with hormone balance too, especially in our vegans. So using a very low carbohydrate and healthier, higher plant fats uh, really is a
1: a beautiful transition
0: to make periodically.
1: Great, thank you, God. That's excellent. It's good to hear about you. Can be vegan. I am not 100% vegan, but I'm mainly plant-based. But I highly recommend for my patients who do go this route uh, that one of the th- biggest factor as we age and go into menopause is a condition called sarcopenia, where it's age, muscle muscle loss, age-related muscle loss. So I highly recommend getting amino acids into your body if you are vegan, taking supplements or shakes with uh, that are protein-based, that are vegan protein-based, but amino acids uh, such as super eight aminos, that's the one that I take. And if you take that in combination, going the keto green, I think will be perfect balance together so that you don't Don't lose muscle mass and you will continue to uh, find menopausal relief. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. And I think carnitine is one of, you know, is a conditionally essential amino
1: acid that I highly recommend my vegans take as well. Yes, absolutely. Carnitine. Carnitine is great to help you utilize it, shuttles the fat into the mitochondria so that you can start burning it as an energy source. I'd like to ask you that you mentioned kimchi and you know how I am the kimchi queen. Uh, I really am a big promoter mm-hmm. of kimchi. Now, what I'd like to know about what is going on to the microbiome during perimenopause and menopausal states. What's going on into the gut? And tell us about the gut hormone connection.
0: Yeah, uh, this is a really important area, and I think this is an area that needs so much more research too. But one thing we know that is bacteria in the gut, we have a, that has there's a role for certain bacteria, it's called the estrobilone, the detoxification of estrogens in the gut, either the healthy way or unhealthy way, and this is really dependent on gut bacteria and the nutrients we have to help with detoxification of these harmful estrogens, the ones that are harmful so that we can produce more healthful, helpful estrogens. And so I think that's really a, an important uh, part, important, um, you know, important differentiation to make too within the gut. So when there's hormone imbalance in in as our, we're going through transition, if we're going through the transition of menopause and we feel more estrogen dominant, maybe there's more sugar and more sugar cravings that tends to create an unhealthy microbiome, a microbiome too, that's more conservative. Like I would say, it's very efficient. We are, you know, it, through menopause, we are designed to be that woman who survives with very little food for six months, right? Mm. <laughs> very little. We can just survive. We get the survival metabolism, this very efficient, you know, metabolism, essentially, but it it packs on the weight, right? We're in storage mode, storage mode, storage mode. So we have to hack that. We have to hack this storage mode and empower the microbiome. And that's where intermittent fasting really becomes more and more important and that we stop snacking so that we get these low levels of blood sugar and we start shifting to utilization of ketones for fuel over glucose. And not only do I think that this is um, suggested and beneficial, I really consider it, you know, mandatory for those of us in the menopause and perimenopause to shift into cycles of keto- ketogenesis or getting into ketosis, producing ketones for fuel. It's there's a neuroprotective benefit, and also creating. We know that by doing this, we can improve our hemoglobin A1c. And decrease inflammation, but we have to get into ketosis the right way. There's certainly, like, you hear keto keto everywhere, but there's keto dirty and there's keto clean, which I say is keto green. And we really need to look and test and make sure that we're we're optimizing our doing this the health healthiest way possible.
1: Um, you know, uh, Anna, I read some. You know, got into a little research about the the, the ketosis and the um, ketogenic diet is that there's one thing regarding how it can cause, doing eating too much fat can put you in a position where you get into, um, uh, it's a condition where a metabolic um, endotoxemia. Can you talk a little bit about that? And is it, if you should be, you know, should you cycle, meaning like you only do a short period of time of ketogenesis and, and then, uh, rest for a certain number of time. Do you recommend that as well cycling? But I wanted to just talk about the endotoxemia condition.
0: Yeah, I think this is where there's too little plant foods and too many, um, you know, too much unhealthy fats and too much fats in general, you know what I mean? And so I think this endotoxemia comes and it can even be from daily consumption of MCT oil, right? If that can affect our gut adversely we're going to get an increase in lipopolysaccharides which can be measured by a blood test doing lps and we can look at that actually to see if there's this um you know looking at markers for endotoxemia i think where we get into trouble with long-term ketogenic and I, i really do think men can do it you know do it better i don't want to say better than women because they have 10 times as much testosterone which is more neuroprotective which is more muscle protective and so they're not going to have as much breakdown as women will, and you know, differentiating. I'd really love studies comparing and contrasting women and men in a ketogenic, even a keto green lifestyle. But I think this is a really big differentiator. So we have to give our body those micronutrients. So if we're only getting, you know, uh, you know, meats or fats then we're not getting the micronutrients, then we tend to have more acidity, which is going to create a shift of electrolytes across cell membranes, creating eventually leaky membranes, which is where we end up seeing this endotoxemia. So there's that aspect from that, I think that um, missing links in the, and that's where the alkaline component of my keto green diet comes in yeah great point i'd love your feedback on that because that with like for example kimchi is so alkalinizing you've got the probiotics you're supporting the gut you're giving your body additional micronutrients plus the you know fermentation to help your body produce those micronutrients potassium magnesium you know sodium you're getting that in your diet and so if we're not if we're strictly keto dirty then I can see where we can see the shift to a uh, metabolic endotoxemia.
1: I'm right. I'm right there with you in agreement. I think that it does have to do with the fact that, you know, you're the missing link here is about the microbiome. You're a lot of people that are on ketogenic diets they want to lose weight and they're desperate to losing weight and some of these other um, c- other diets like the carnivore diet one where it's that's a big hot thing right now um, where people are just eating meat and um, really the missing boat here is about the microbiome oh, yeah they're best friends in the gut that's so important for your immune function and lowering um Diseases, inflammation, as well as viruses, even especially during the COVID time right now, you've got to support your microbiome. And there are studies now saying that kimchi and fermented foods are actually reducing the ACE2 receptors, uh, the binding of those viruses to those ACE2 receptors, so that there's less entry of that virus going into the body, causing disease. Another
0: good reason for kimchi. I mean, always, every every time I look, right? And I think this is an issue. I think short-term with people with so much food sensitivities and leaky gut, where we're eating quality carnivore, I mean, there makes a difference. What we eat, ate, really makes a difference. Antibiotics in food, if our meats were grass-fed, we know that, or I mean, sorry, grain-fed, such as with corn, that the end- mycotoxin, zearalen will be passed into our system it can even pass down to our children. So here we really have to look at the quality of what we're eating ate. And that's a huge and as well as antibiotics and hormones. So like driving, and I've heard carnivores say just drive through McDonald's, get the big burgers. I'm like, what? That is insane because you're getting everything else with that, right? And th- there's a huge mistake there. Short-term, short term going completely ex- extremely low carb you know with this restriction like that kind of that carnivore but really focusing on high quality meat fish proteins and fats during that time for a short ter- short term can be healing as it can be to do the opposite hence the like keto green vegan plan short term going without meats right short term i think we need the metabolic flexibility like we need with our exercise routines we have to continue to change things up to get better. Like you're you're a surfer, an amazing surfer. That's one of the things I, I love about you. But you don't just surf, right? You're going to do yoga. You're going to do weight. You're going to do other activities to make you a better surfer. And I think that that is part, and same thing with um, elite athletes, and we see in the athletic world right now, which is really fascinating to me, school athletes that only do one sport and they're doing that all year, like, for example, soccer, soccer team, soccer traveling, soccer this, soccer that, in the long run, they're less athletic than an athlete that does basketball season, track season, soccer season, you know, volleyball season or whatever it may be. You're changing things up. You're becoming a better, well-rounded, stronger, less likely to have injury And I think that's true. I think that's true with us, too, this metabolic flexibility. There are seasons for a reason. So, and I really worry about the carnivore plan with women long-term because of my experience with the, you know, straight keto and not getting the alkalinizers in and that affecting my hormones tremendously. I think when we have youth on our side, we can pretty much do anything, but we want to protect our bones and
1: our brain and our heart. (laughs) That is so true. Anna, I wanted to just go over one thing you brushed over very quickly, which is a very important uh, part that you spoke about. And you you said the term of the mycotoxin 0 I want to make sure that people understand that 0 this mycotoxin comes from a lot of the grains that we eat, such as corn, wheat, rice, oats, barley. And it comes from this one mold called fusarium, fusarium fungi. But this mycotoxin is also a, an estrogenic xenobiotic. So can you share, just quickly talk about that and explain why that, that can cause, wreak havoc for someone who's in uh, perimenopause or just women in general?
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to because what we've seen in the animal species and we believe this is this is affecting humans now, Europe has stricter restrictions, no surprise, on this mycotoxin allowed in, in their foods and their grains than we do in the U.S. We have such liberation with this, but what we know is we see an increased rate of infertility, increased rate of feminization of our male stock, and we see an increase in fertility problems as well, which comes hand in hand, as well as an increased rate in tumors, benign tumors as well. So this mycotoxin is passed down and we know that it's passed down. We can ingest it and then also um, uh, pass it on to our fetuses as well. So we have to really be, you know, that's why in Keto Green 16, I mean, maybe, you know, I would say 80% Keto Green 16 because, you know, we and 10% fasting and 10% feasting, right? So you get a 10% to enjoy you know, whole grains, etc. But we have to limit the grains in our diet because of these mycotoxins. And I I even take this back to some biblical stories, really, to look at in biblical times when after famine, after famines, right, we stocked up on grains, but then you get mold in the grains, and that can affect the next generation. So we have to be very careful about this.
1: Mm, Thank you for uh, explaining all that, because I I think that's a very important part of, you know, toxicity. We can get definitely toxic. Oh, I wish I could talk more with you, Anna. we got so much more, but, you know, time has run out. And I, I just want to ask, where can we find more about you, your work, and your great book, Keto Green 16?
0: Thank you. Thank you. So my books are available, Keto Green 16 and The Hormone Fix are available anywhere books are sold. And visit me at my website, d r a n n a. D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And, you know, I'd love for you to join my newsletter and just join me in community. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Suzanne. I love our girlfriend time. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Anna, love you so much. Such great information. I always love having a chat with Dr. Anna. It's so much great stuff that we all can learn from. And I do share the show with your loved ones. It will change their life for the better. And please subscribe if you haven't already so that we can continue to do our very best here on Wellness for Life. If you need to help in any help in your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. My contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there and live your best life today, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies, all the wellness for life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.